Hello and welcome to Authentically Alongside. I'm your host, Sarah Nishimoto. And I'm Emily Kallenberg, coming alongside Sarah. This podcast exists as a way to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We want to come alongside you authentically, sharing our lives and hope in Jesus. Well, hello and welcome back to Authentically Alongside. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. So we have officially entered the season of Advent, preparing our hearts to celebrate the birth of Christ. And a lot of faith communities will have Advent wreaths with four candles in the outside and one candle in the center. Each week leading up to Christmas, a new candle will be lit until on Christmas Eve or day, the center candle, which represents Christ, is lit. So in these weeks leading up to Christmas, we would like to invite you to reflect more deeply on what each one of those four candles represent hope, peace, joy, and love. So my family started following this tradition last year. Uh, I grew up in a church that did not follow this or very many traditional practices at all, Um, but it was a neat way to tune our hearts and our minds to this season and to remember the focus of the Advent season. Uh, So many Advent traditions have emerged in recent years uh, to kind of help build excitement and Many of those focus on doing things together as a family and building connection and memories. But often with these, like we've always like, since the kids were little, been trying to figure out what what ways we can make the Advent season special. And so we've tried lots of different things. And I felt like um, so many of them, it was like something extra then to add to our schedule or one more thing that we had to do to make the season special. Like, um, but we really just wanted something that would help focus the season. And this has just been like a really neat, simple way with the advent calendars, uh, not calendars, candles. <laughs> we have advent calendars too. And those are some of the things that I'm like, it's just one more thing to do, like a different activity every day. <laughs> But the Advent candles um, just kind of meets in with what we're already doing. You know, we already have a family dinner and we just light the candle before dinner. And it gives us a moment to focus our hearts on the hope, peace, joy, and love that Jesus brings to us. And um, I will say we bought a wreath in the official Advent calendars, like, or calendars, I keep saying calendars, (laughs) candles, Candles. (laughs) the the official Advent candles. Um, You're so fancy. Yeah, we just like went in for it. Um, but I have a friend whose family used five, um, small, simple candles and they created a wreath out of paper. And I loved that all the symbolism was still there, um, without purchasing anything fancy or extravagant. And, you know, our advent wreath and all that is beautiful, but there was something about the simplicity of just the paper and the little like votive candles that I don't know I just really loved like (laughs) so first hope hope is a word I think we use a lot we hope for an opportunity for good health we desire for something good to happen I feel like kids really latch onto Mm -hmm. this word at Christmas I hope Santa brings me or I hope I get good presents So this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but we often place our hope in people or circumstances. When things we long for are attached to what other, another person will or won't do, or if that situation works out or not, we often find our hope shattered. But when we put our hope in Christ, we will not be disappointed. 
So when we think about hope specifically during the first week of Advent, we reflect on how Christ came into the world to bring hope to a broken people in need of salvation. Prophe prophecies that were fulfilled through his birth, death, and resurrection give us hope for the prophecies that remain unfulfilled, the second coming of Christ our King. Yeah. So the first candle is sometimes called the prophecy candle. And multiple Old Testament prophets had told about the coming Messiah. And most Bible scholars agree that there are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament, some being as high as like 600. Like, I think it depends on the scholar. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but telling about the prophecies tell about a future Messiah with details about his birth and life. So let's read a few of those Old Testament prophecies. Isaiah 7:14 says therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign see the virgin will conceive have a son and name him Emmanuel Isaiah 9:6-7 for a child will be born for us a son will be given to us and the government will be on his shoulders he will be named wonderful counselor mighty god eternal father prince of peace Zechariah 9.9 says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the prophecies given to the Israelites about a coming Messiah provided them with hope. The Israelites spent much of their history as a nation in captivity, in exile, or under foreign rule. And the Israelites longed for a time when they would experience freedom from captivity and invaders. So they put their hope in the Messiah that would come. So I often find it difficult to define the word hope. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's one of those words that in teaching, um, classes to kids and things at, at Christmas time, that word always comes up. And I just have a hard time putting a definition on it. And I find it easier to describe it almost by its antonym, like hopelessness. Um, I think if you've ever felt hopeless, like you kind of like, that's easier to understand almost than hope. Um, if you felt hopeless in a season or in certain circumstances, you might understand kind of what I mean. Like you might feel alone, um, you might feel like there's no way out of your circumstances, like nothing will change. And hopelessness needs, leaves little room for motivation or purpose in life until there's just that little spark of something that makes you see another way. Um, I imagine it would have been really easy for Israel to feel hopeless to feel forgotten by God, to feel like their circumstances might not ever change. But then they hear a word from a prophet, someone who hears from God, um, that could offer that just like little spark of hope, the hope in a Messiah that could change their circumstances. So in one Advent devotional I saw this week from Practicing the Way, uh, they talk about a bit of a different perspective than I had thought about before. It says, Luke begins the Advent with a barren woman named Elizabeth. He tells us she's a true believer, righteous, blameless even, but lacking in what was likely her very greatest longing, a child. Luke wants us to remember that healing starts in our pain, in our darkness, but also that to live in the spirit of Advent is to anticipate God in the midst of it. Hopelessness beckons the miracle. Touching our longings honestly and allowing ourselves to feel them is the true beginning of hope. 
It necessitates it. In the midst of our great need arises the first inbreaking light of incredible news. Christ is soon arriving. And along those same lines, I love what First Thessalonians can't talk today. <laughs> We're struggling First today. Thessalonians <laughs> four thirteen through fourteen says about our future hope. It says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who were asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again in the same way, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So we do not grieve like those who have no hope. Mm -hmm. Jesus died and rose again, just like he said, and he will return again, just like he said. When we experience losses and hardships in our lives, we can grieve with hope. Right now is hard, but God has done what he said he would do thus far, and we can trust him with our present and our future. Uh, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We have hope that doesn't disappoint. So one of the things that strikes me about the hope that Jesus brought to the world was that it was nothing like what people expected. So Israel hoped for freedom from the foreign rule and a king that would rule for them. But instead, Jesus brought freedom from sin that brought them into right relationship with God. So as I've meditated on hope this week, the, um, the first week of Advent, the words to a song by Brian and Katie Torwalt keep coming to mind. Um, the lyrics say, wouldn't it be like you to be different than we thought, different than we want, but better. I feel like this, this truth in itself brings hope, hope that God knows better than we do and hope that God provides what we need even when we don't know what we need. Yeah, I love that. And that's something that I've been thinking about this week too. The Messiah didn't come at all the way people expected. It was different than they thought it was better. Mm -hmm. And he does the same for us today. And one thing I've been learning myself lately is that God's ways don't always make sense, yeah. but I desperately want them to. Yeah. So I look for answers in the places where I think it makes the most logical sense but that's not where I find him. He meets me when I'm not frantically searching and he provides me with what I need, even when it's not always what I wanted. Right. I, I like to think, you know, we see that hope that Jesus offered to the Israelites, but, you know, I think Jesus really does still offer us hope mm -hmm. today. And like, for one, you know, we talk about hope for eternity is probably one of the first one that comes to mind. And this is a wonderful truth that gives us a hope to hold on to yeah. that after we leave this earth, we will get to spend eternity with God. And this does provide some hope for our days, but I think Jesus offers more than just a hope for our future, yeah. um, but also for the here and now. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think you shared some of this in when we talk about our grief and he gives us hope to help us in times of need, whether that's physically or emotionally or spiritually. And um, he helps provide strength and his presence as we walk through challenges and struggles. So when we find it hard to have hope, we can look to Jesus to know we are not alone. So in some of my darkest moments that I've walked through where 
it was, you know, joy just felt non-existent and I couldn't hold on to any hope. Um, I found comfort knowing that I wasn't alone, that Jesus walked with me, that he could provide strength when I didn't have it. And little by little, the truth provided some hope and hope that when I was tired and I wanted to give up and didn't feel like I could keep moving forward. Um, so in the song that I mentioned earlier, later in the song, there's a line that says, hold on, don't grow tired. Don't give up. He's better. And the song repeats, repeats that over and over again, kind of like an anthem, just like Mm -hmm. of that, hold on, don't grow tired. Don't give up. He's better. And I imagine the Israelites kind of sometimes felt like they just want like, yeah, forget, you know, forget it. Like this Messiah is never going to come. We're always just going to be just a struggling nation. But and it was years and years. And yes. And some people didn't see the fulfillment of their hope. Yeah. Um, But they had that hope and they believed in him and they believed that the prophecies would be fulfilled, if not for them, for future generations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people walk through life feeling hopeless. I mean, and sometimes that's because of depression or Mm -hmm. um, just like hard circumstances. But sometimes, you know, just the monotony of day to day, we can just feel like. Yeah. There is no hope, but um, I just love that line of hold on, <laughs> don't grow tired, don't give up because yeah. he's better. And, you know, in one way, Jesus way was better mm-hmm. because it was less striving. Like with the Old Testament, when people lived just by the law, there was that constant need to <clears throat> do the right thing. And not that we don't want to do the right thing now. We do. But we know that even when we mess up, we're right with God because mm-hmm. of what Jesus has done. And and that gives us hope that, you know, it's not all on us. Yeah. And hope is then what lets us hold on when we are tired. And hope is what keeps us from giving up. Um, and, I, you know, in my own circumstances, the, the hope started very small, Mm -hmm. but then the more you saw that hope the you know, the more it was able to grow and, um, it just kind of gives you hope that God's going to provide a way through, through darkness. And I think the birth of Jesus provided hope for the Israelites long ago, but he continues to fill us with hope today. Uh, one author that I follow and we've shared from before Nikki Koziar's I still don't know how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> um, <laughs> she shared this post about hope this morning. She says, biblical hope is not wishful thinking. It's a confidence in God that cannot be shaken by a worldly perspective. Your hope is not in a doctor's report. Your hope is not in what your circumstances say today. Your hope is not in the odds. Your hope is in the miracle working power and promises of Jesus. So go ahead Remind every hard situation you're facing today about the hope you have in our God. He will do what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. So as we continue through the season of Advent, we just want to pray this verse from Romans fifteen thirteen over you. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Authentically Alongside. 
We hope this was an encouragement to you as we walk together towards Jesus.